everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to another session of Chats with Changemakers. This is a series that is very close to my heart. It's one where I get to showcase all those amazing people that I have met along my own personal journey to better health and wellness, to understanding myself, to overcoming fears and limitations. And along that route, I have been inspired so much by so many peers, teachers, healers. And with that, I really want the rest of the world to know these people and to be inspired by what they have done to overcome and change the trajectory of their life despite whatever their situations were. So here we are with today's lovely guest, Karina. Thank you so much for coming to our space today to share and to give us a little bit of information as to what your story was and how you have changed, overcome, and really took hold of that empowerment of your own life. Yeah, thank you so much, Pam. Thank you so much for the invitation. How can we start with, right now you are in St. John's, Newfoundland, and that's the location that we connected. But how about you take us back to where your story began? Yeah, I was actually just thinking, thank you for inviting me because I am not from here. I've lived here for four years now, but it's always nice to be appreciated and included by local people. So yeah, that's wonderful. And I'm originally from Germany. So that's where everything started. I was born in Leipzig, which is a city in the eastern part of Germany, south of Berlin. It's difficult to put that journey into a few words, but I did grow up in a really difficult family with a difficult childhood, just a lot of tension and a lot of mental health issues on the other family members. The journey started as early as that, because for some reason, from a very young age onward, like when I was a kid, four, five, six years old, I could already hear myself very clearly. And that has stayed with me throughout my life. I'm not sure. I guess that might be the reason for a lot of kids. But then um, as we grow up to become adults, I think a lot of people are more influenced and affected by the environment that they find themselves in. And here the society or what they believe are society's expectations more loudly than their own inner Mm -hmm. uh, voice, if you want to call it that, their own source connection. And for some reason, I have kept that connection with myself very strongly all my life. And that really has made the journey a lot easier. So yeah, when I was a child, I already, despite everything that was happening around me, knew very clearly what I wanted and what I didn't want, how I want to live, what I have to deal with in that moment because of the family circumstances, but what I definitely don't want to have once I'm an adult person and can make decisions for myself. And I've always pursued exactly that. It never changed. There was a set of values that was very clear to me from a young age onward and that I kept pursuing all my life. But of course, it unfolded. I had my own patterns when I was a kid. And of course, also as I I grew older, and I feel that I let go of a lot of those, especially in the last, let's say, 10 years. And travel helped with that because I got to see different ways of living, different perspectives, met different people all the time, which has broadened my horizon a lot. There's so many amazing things that you've said already <laughs> that really catch okay. my attention and stand out. So back to the first few sentences, you mentioned your upbringing and that you had this inner knowing. And that inner knowing for most of us gets silenced 
And we start doubting that because we are so dependent because we are, as children, we're so innocent. Our survival depends on those who are providing the basics to us. So a lot of time we put our own intuition to the side so we can survive and connect with those around us in whatever way, shape or form that is. So it's really interesting that you held on to that and still found a way to navigate who was providing to you, your parents, and you found a way to work through that dynamic, but without losing yourself so much. So that just stands out so much to me. I feel that for myself. I kind of started doubting that because of the voices and the dynamics and the narrative that I was hearing around me. So then I started to second guess myself. And I did hear that from quite a few people. So the fact that you kept that connection and that truth, that in itself, that's amazing. So I just had to point that out. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's definitely been very helpful. I definitely had doubts in my life too, even now when I doubt, am I really doing the right thing or could I do even better? And what does that even mean? which is part of the mystery of life, right? A lot of the time we don't have answers to these questions and that can be part of the difficulty to live with that mystery. But I have studied biology and studied alternative medicines and I do believe that there is no way to fully understand how life works. That's just the conclusion that I personally have come to despite all the amazing findings that, that science can also provide. It's, it's still very limited in its approach. And there are many, many things which we cannot grasp in this way and which we perhaps can also not grasp in other ways. So there's just a mystery to life that is sometimes challenging to navigate, but that's where this being connected to oneself, to one's own source becomes so important. For some reason, yes, despite all doubts, I have lived that all my life and followed that and traveled a lot. I left Germany 15 years ago and it was clear that I wanted to leave Germany very early in my life. There are a lot of rules, regulations, bureaucracy in Germany. Germany is kind of known for that. And I just felt that I cannot unfold in that kind of environment. Also a lot of competition because there's such a high population density. It was very clear early on that this was not for me. I need to be able to unfold more freely than I could in that country. So having been a marine biologist, it was pretty easy to just choose a project that I wanted to work on and leave Germany and move to the other end of the world, New Zealand, Tonga, Australia area. That's how the journey away from, from Germany started. Yeah, encountered all kinds of challenges, of course. Challenges related to relationship, to finding my own place in a relationship, my role or whatever that means. I don't think there is really such a thing because every kind of role that we take on just becomes limiting. But I do see that I take on an identity or a role for some time, explore that and then let go of it and then change something. The role changes or the identity, whatever we want to call it, is the same thing, I, I believe. It changes and then I might let go of that. And that can happen within months. It can happen within a day. It, it depends, right? But that's a way for me to not limit myself, to just be aware of that I'm none of those identities or those roles that I might take on in my life, be it as a marine biologist or as a girlfriend or as a daughter or a change maker, whatever it is. None of that is really the core of who I am. And these identities might change any time. And that just keeps a lot of freedom. And I guess that's what my life has been all about, living the freedom that I feel I am. 
Have you ever felt at times that you were losing your freedom or was there any time where you felt a little bit lost or that you found that perhaps some pattern that you didn't think that you had carried from your childhood came out or you saw them at play subconsciously and then all of a sudden you realize? Walk us through some times where you didn't feel so free or you felt limited. Yes, there have been moments like this, definitely. Uh, especially in my second relationship. I had two relationships and they both were long term. And the second one was with a person who has a very strong dominating personality. Mm-hmm. And there were definitely moments where I felt that I wanted to be different from the way I was in that moment. But there was no space for that. Either it caused a lot of conflict and was misunderstood as usually me just trying to seek conflict, which is really not what it was. I was just being myself and keep walking my path, even though I am walking that path with another person. And I think there's a trap there in a relationship to completely surrender to the other person in a way in which we lose ourselves. Yes. And I, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> in, has in a way, to keep the peace or keep things from being upset or uncomfortable. We tend to lose parts of ourselves for the sake of the union. Exactly. And wanting to go deeper with that love. So I was ready to compromise a lot. And yeah, my partner was not by far not as ready to compromise. And that's why eventually the relationship ended because I felt it was too unbalanced. I ended it. I was still able to hear myself, but sometimes I was not listening to that voice and was just surrendering deeply to the relationship because I really wanted to be with that person and lost myself in that other person and how to put that into words was walking my partner's path more than my own certainly right so Um, a little bit of perhaps codependency going on there and sometimes we think that we're helping our partner when really we are keeping them from becoming stronger and learning the lesson because we step in to level things up we don't want to see the other person in pain and then maybe feel the discomfort of that lesson absolutely yeah for me there's no point anymore in compromising to the point where i feel i can't be myself there are definitely there's always some level of compromise in a relationship or even in friendships but there has to be a meeting in the middle and sometimes it is also necessary that one person does one thing for a while it might be a day or a week or whatever and the other person does something else because we don't always share all our interests and it would be boring if we did there is something amazing in actually being different and complementing each other and getting to know different views and at a very deep level, which is really possible in a deep relationship. So there is a way to be in a relationship, be different, still walk your own path or for me, walk my own path and yet merge and walk together, I guess, for a certain period of time. And for me personally, there has also has never been an attachment to being in a relationship for a certain amount of time. It's just so happened that both of my relationships were long term, but I'm not necessarily, I'm not at all attached to the idea to find one partner and then share the rest of my life with that partner because I feel you all change all the time, especially nowadays. I feel mm-hmm. there is such a big shift happening on this planet. I just wanted to point out that there does seem to be a sense of security to find a partner. 
I think to a degree, yes, when you have a partner, then you can complement, help each other, combine your resources, combine whatever you have that you're bringing to this relationship to have a stronger union and continue on and evolve and grow together because you have double when it's working together. However, what I have learned is that when you're looking for the other person to validate and to approve of you, your interests, your likes, your growth, that's when you start to reduce yourself. Mm-hmm. That's, that's when a relationship becomes a straitjacket. Absolutely. Because then it's all about wanting to be liked by the other person, wanting to be appreciated, accepted by the other person. And then there is that emotional codependency that you mentioned earlier on. Yeah, a lot of these topics or these patterns or these wounds, in a sense, Mm -hmm. start to surface after the honeymoon stage, after the excitement, after the lust period starts to settle down, then then the real stuff starts to come up that's deeper down. Absolutely. And that's the thing in a relationship, both partners bring their own patterns in there. And these patterns is something that we have to deal with in those relationships. They come up even more strongly. So there has to be a mutual understanding of that. And and one thing that you just pointed out that happens a lot is that when two people come together, especially when they are a different frequency or when they have different types of patterns, the person with the higher frequency would have such a strong effect on the other person that that partner starts flying just in the wake of that person that has a that is stronger or has a higher frequency, but that only lasts for so long, right? Yeah. And then those patterns that are underneath that flying, that amazing feeling that we have in the beginning of a relationship will start surfacing. It's very common. I guess that's part of the, of the challenge of dealing with relationships, which can be used in very positive ways. Have you ever kind of uh, observed yourself in a sense seeing, oh my gosh, that's what my mother said, or my mother did, or my father, or like, was there any kind of realizations or deja vu that came up after you were removed from home and you were on your own, that something stirred up something inside of you or something that maybe you thought you were over, anything at all like that? Because I feel like as much as we think it's cut and dry or we're removed, sometimes there's still stuff in there that gets a little Mm -hmm. bit stirred up. And then it's, okay, now what do we do with that? Yeah, certainly insecurity, especially there was a lot of insecurity in my family. And I feel that we we are born really and then also take on as we grow up patterns from our family, from the whole ancestral line, really, because it's passed on for generations. And then also patterns, of course, from our parents, but it doesn't even stop there. It goes beyond that. That's right. Um, So it can be genetically and then environmentally. But to a certain degree, we can stop things in its tracks once we have the awareness? Well, I feel that we really live in a time where a lot of that is purifying. The frequency on this planet is is upgrading. And Mm -hmm. many, 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 many of the patterns that we used to carry around are just naturally purifying at the moment because the earth is going through the same process. If you look at volcanic and seismic activity at the moment, it's it's amazing, It's, it's, it's very strong. And we we are strongly connected with the earth as human beings on this planet. And the same kind of purification that's happening with the planet is happening for us as well. So it's actually become easier than ever to release patterns. And there are many techniques or not even techniques, just ways of being aware and being in the present moment 
out there that greatly help with this. So I, I think, yes, I definitely have worked my way to a lot of family patterns. Patterns can even be related to the country we are born and the place we are born. And there's so much that plays in there. And coming from Germany, obviously, Germany played a strong role in both world wars. And I also encountered patterns in myself related to that, related to food scarcity, for example. Okay, um, yeah. And you know what? Now that you mentioned that, here in Newfoundland, being isolated and the weather and the economy with the fishery and, I mean, we're known as the rock. And as much as we come together as a community, we can also have a sense of entitlement of the other's achievements, the other's personal choices, emotions. It can really come together almost in the opposite direction when you're so tight-knit for survival. When something starts to change, the rest can kind of get insecure because there has been, for survival, a large component of attachment and dependency, maybe codependency. And then it can come into, oh my gosh, you feel the weight of the community that has helped, but then mm-hmm. you can also doubt your own independence. You're part of a community, but you're also one. You're also yourself. Exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's a really important point. We are all connected, but we are all individuals and separate physical bodies at the same time and there is a responsibility that comes with that and there is and also it's hard to separate like that once you are mm-hmm. so immersed in that well, and type of environment and groomed almost that's the norm well and that's exactly where it becomes very important to be deeply connected to oneself because as long as we can hear ourselves clearly and have the courage to follow the path of that inner knowing there are the other people there is society but at the same time there is also a detachment uh, that codependency that we were talking about falls away and i have explored that a lot in my life especially in recent years but really throughout my life it's just become stronger to walk my own path even if it is against the current even if it is not what is reflected by society around me and just see what happens because i can't help it well that's where the courageous part comes in that's, exactly and that's it's not easy that's also no it's it's not easy and the thing is it what i see happen for a lot of people is that the experience of fear of not fitting in or fear of not having their needs net whatever it is there are many types of fear out there and many things to project that fear on but there's a fear which is fine uh, we live in in scary times in a way and it's okay to be fearful around that but when we make decisions from that place of fear, then that becomes a problem. That's what I really have learned for myself. If I follow my own inner knowing and walk the steps just the way it feels right for me, from that deeper place of connectedness to myself, no matter if that fits in or even sometimes if it makes sense logically, if I follow that, I'm fine. I always have been. But if I get scared and start making decisions from that place of fear, all I attract is more fear and more situations that allow me to choose again, which is good. But it attracts more of the same. It attracts more fear until we finally choose to not walk that path anymore, but to really be rooted in ourselves and follow our own voice our own source connection and then that's where the real empowerment happens so i think there are a few steps to be followed and then repeated and repeated and repeated 
so that we can even discern to know, am I coming from a place of love or am I coming from a place of fear? And this is what you're talking about right now actually speaks to my free talking Friday session that I just had when it comes to responses and actions and choices. Ask yourself, is this coming from a place of fear, scarcity mindset, or am I coming from a place of love and abundance and trust? Mm -hmm. 